underestimated yet incredibly capable, this is the life of the underdog. Inspired by Andrew's journey and brought to life by legendary designer Black Oni, the Underdog Collection is a statement and an expression of perseverance and confidence for all underdogs. Check out the Underdog Collection at andrew-alliance.com forward slash merch. That's andrew-alliance.com forward slash merch. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Show Raiders, episode 599 of the show. I am your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech gaming and entertainment news. Head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info. And check out our past shows. While you're there, subscribe and tell a friend about the show. This episode, 599. We're one away from 600. Uh, it's been a long time coming, so pretty excited for another milestone of the show. Uh, Daniela, what's up? Talk to me. What's been going on? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. We can jump right into the no, DC actually, stuff. It's been it's a it's been a nice chill, um, chill week. So it's like I guess that's a good thing. I mean, it's just relaxing. Finally getting into um, you know that holiday state of mind because it's cool usually outside, like for me at least, yeah, it, it kind of is. It's getting colder. Well, okay, colder for Hawaii. Um, and, you know, it's also the time of the year that, you know, we have a whole lot more holidays that we can take off from work. So, like, I have two four-day weekends coming up in November, which is great. Um, and then you also, it's like going into, you know, December, where majority of our workforce is taking liberal leave to enjoy time at home. We have, like, a lot more of a chill schedule. So it's kind of like that like that cusp of like okay the next month and a half it's kind of gonna be nice and relaxing and that's kind of how my day was it's like okay i'm here I, i'm just gonna take a nap i'm gonna chill gonna watch some stuff i don't know what's gotten me in this entire like chill vibe mode mood of watching well yeah but like lately i've been watching like these documentaries about you know, I watched the one for Brittany Murphy. You know, what happened with her? I watched the one for Britney Spears <laughs> and, you know, her conservatorship. I'm like, I'm watching these documentaries about, like, movie star lives. I don't don't know where it came from, but, like, that seems to be interesting to me lately. And I'm just kind of, I don't know. It's been, it's been nice. Okay, so. so let's jump into it. Let's let's jump right into it. A DC Fandom uh, 2021. I caught a little bit of it last year, and I think that um, I didn't realize how much DC has going on. Even though I'm a big fan of their animated series stuff, I think those are fantastic. Of course, some of the movies, you know, really uh, are big hits uh, for me for the DC stuff. I think what I'm realizing now is their storytelling uh, is a whole lot better in the animated side of things. But I think they're starting to pick that up on the live action stuff. So DC Fandom 2021, let's cover uh, some of the trailers, if not all of them. I know they cover a lot of stuff, so let's hit it. Um, Definitely the production and everything that they brought for this year's DC Fandom was like head over heels 10 times better than last year. Like last year wasn't bad, but I was definitely so much more excited about the announcements, the things that they got going on. Um, for the, you know, going into 2022. Um, 
And regardless if you are a DC fan, a Marvel fan, you know, really this this period, this, I guess, comic book era, if you want to say, is like the best time to be a comic book superhero fan, period. Like, the the stuff that both Marvel and DC have been putting on and the entertainment and the newfound, like, love for these superheroes that the, you know, the next generation is getting into or, you know, presenting something in a new medium for longtime fans is incredibly stellar. Um, I like I like both Marvel and DC. I definitely gravitate a bit more towards uh, DC. I just love the way that they're, you know, the world that they've created, even though there's a lot of parallels between both of those, you know, universes there. Um, but they, oh my goodness, they had so, so much uh, to, to bring about. Uh, they mentioned three games. So, so let's start with the shorter list here. So they mentioned three games. Um, one of them is a mobile game that you can pre-register for it. Not too interested in that one, but to kind of add on, um, and I'm also want to start here because I think between those two was a little bit more of a disappointment for me. Like I was really excited about it still, but it was kind of disappointing at the same time. Yeah, I didn't realize um, it was going to be a mobile game when I saw the trailer. I was like, the trailers look really, really amazing. And then at the end, they showed everybody lined up and then, you know, the screen kind of goes up, uh, if I remember correctly, for that particular trailer. And then then they fade out to the mobile game icons. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a little bit weird. So that's why I don't care for that. But the two games that have been announced, you know, in like last year and um, at other events. So you had Gotham Knights, which they didn't show more gameplay, but they did show like the core of what the story is going to be, which is going to be right. about the Court of Owls, which I thought was fantastic. So I, I love that they got they showed more of that. But at this at, you know, at this time, I kind of also want to see you know, a little bit more gameplay than what we've already um, seen that they already put out there. But in, in adding on to what the story is going to like be about, what you're going to be experiencing, what you're diving into, the the world of Gotham that you, you're jumping into with, you know, uh, Batgirl, Nightwing, um, Red Hood. It's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I thought that was okay, but no gameplay. Uh, yeah, so, kind of so like, that that's one, what I really want to see. That one was really interesting to me. I just want to throw thoughts as you're, you know, sharing the uh, the titles and stuff. As I remember, I didn't realize how powerful I like the Court of Owls thing was in in the Batman uh, universe, if you will. The way that they've been watching, you know, his movements for so many years, and just you know, watching from afar that whole thing with the owl and the bat uh, comparison or, or 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 relationship, if you want to call it that. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting dynamic, as they mentioned. That. I didn't realize how um, how long of a history that that's been, you know, uh, playing out. Yeah, and it's kind of like a a little bit of a scary, not scary, but how powerful, I guess you can say that they could possibly be, considering that they've been operating and doing all these things, and Batman, Batman doesn't know. Mr. Prepared for literally everything a top detective does not know. It's it, it's definitely a very interesting, um, you know, storyline to dive into to to present. So I'm still I'm still really stoked about, you know, 
Got some nice coming out. Still looks really good. Still on my list. Just wish I saw more gameplay. Um, and then the second game, which you had uh, Suicide Squads Kill the Justice League. So that one, that one showed, they it showed what the story is going to be like, which is great. It was just, it was just the story, what, what really you're going to expect. Still, that one has no gameplay whatsoever. Right. Um, all you know is it's going to be a shooter. Um, you're, it's coming from um, the same studio that worked on the, you know, the Batman Arkham series. Rock in the Steady. trailer, it showed like a little bit, you know, those Easter eggs in there. And then you got, you know, you got the Suicide Squad. You got um, Harley Quinn, of course. You have Captain Boomerang, uh, Deadshot, and King Shark. So, and they're, they're you know, being tasked by Amanda Waller. And here you go into like they they go over there. They're not sure what exactly their mission is until they realize that they have to assassinate the Justice League. Right. Because Brainiac decides to just like come on in and just, you know, alter the the people's inhabitants um, and start brainwashing them. And so you have the Justice League just like going, you know, going ham on these things and they need to come in to stop them because um, most assuredly the, the Justice League can destroy the world. <laughs> so it, that's definitely a, a fun storyline to, to take on. But it's hard, like, what they showed um, for the story trailer I would easily watch that as, you know, an animated film or uh, a short Agreed. one series. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard to really grasp and really, like, really cling on. Like, I want to play this yeah, without that gameplay trailer. I didn't get really excited about, um, you know, watching that. Even there's a lot of CD, um, CD, uh, CG things that we see. And, and I wasn't really pulled in, of course, um, uh, the camaraderie is great to see, but outside of that, I wasn't really, you know, invested yet. It was cool to see the, the what they show, but I'm not invested yet in that one. Yeah, and that's that's what makes it hard is that without that, you know, adding in at least like some teasers of some gameplay into it, it's hard to to be invested in it. I'm invested in it if it's going to be an animated movie, like I said, because that's like that looks like fun. Like what they showed looks like fun. The cinematics looks like fun to 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 watch but to convince me for a game not too sure but that one's still slated for 2022 so you know that could be you know holiday of 2022 i don't know and a lot can happen between now and then hopefully they they will show some stuff soon so that there's more interest built into it right now it just sounds like a really great story that could just be straight to streaming services absolutely that that's where i'm at um what else got but, your attention but what is that what else got your attention for dc um, well <laughs> a lot of the stuff still really got my attention so if we want to transition into like you know the movies uh, and the tv series um the one that i think is definitely super interesting and i think it's cool because it changes it changes kind of the formula that you know most video games um are based off of you know books or a tv show or something it's not really the other way around so to see that there's going to be injustice which is based off of the video game that yep. kind of really doesn't have its own story like ed boone kind of created that story for injustice but to see now that a movie is going to be made off of this 
I think is really super cool. And I, I can't wait. I, I love it. I can't wait to watch that. It's, yeah. And when, when they showed what, you know, really to, to, I, 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 I played here and there injustice. It's okay. It's not my type of game. There's a lot of zoning. That's not something I'm good at. I'm button masher pro, but, um, to to add on to the story, to add some depth to the story of these characters, you know, in in the video games that you've played, and put, have it go on to what happens, like the way that they revealed the trailer as to what is the catalyst that makes Superman snap. Yeah, like that is just perfect because you know Superman is such a great hero that everybody loves, but everybody, you know, as they was as they were doing the interviews, it just makes sense. Like everybody has that snapping point. And everybody just like just just loses it, and Superman is, you know, other than with red kryptonite, for the most part, he's pretty, you know, chill, level-headed, good person. And you know, as much as he has the Justice League and Batman and Wonder Woman in his corner to help him to, you know, their team, Lois Lane, one hundred percent, is this this person that maintain a balance in his life to know that everything that he's doing is good is is purpose and to offer him guidance to be supportive of him like she was the ultimate partner for superman and for him to be tricked into like you know killing her because he was dosed and then he realized it's her and then to watch her die and then to see 11 million people like it it was crazy. So I'm definitely, definitely super excited to see that. And then like the art style for it, it was like the way that they, they drew and they're imagining uh, Superman through this was so stark. And then there's like even like his face and everybody knows that like with, with Superman's face, he has this very chiseled jawline very stern face but even when drawn there's still a softness to him um in in injustice like he, the way that they just drew it it was so more aggressive it's not yeah. like it's like that big of a difference but i'm like it was it adds to the emphasis about what it is that superman's going through and what I, what the story is i'm surprised they went with um that that clip to show like it was such a powerful clip uh, to show how he got tricked and it's like well how are you going to fix this you know and and just watching and you know i, I just don't don't want to give up what what took place in that particular clip but it was just a powerful clip that they showed to uh let you know that this this is going to be really good and i don't think i've ever watched any dc animated film where i was just like oh i could have done without that one like Never like all the voice acting have been stellar. Uh, everything that they show and and just the action has always been great. So I'm looking forward to watching Injustice. Yeah, uh, I I would hope that you're excited to watch all of these things because I was super happy about so many of them. I mean, um, the, the movies, of course. You know, I'll, I'll watch the movies and stuff. Injustice, that's a definite. I definitely want to see that because I love DC animated films. The TV shows, I don't really do a lot of the TV shows. I know they did the Supergirl, uh, you know, remembering the last, you know, six seasons and stuff like that. They had a setup for that and, and that particular uh, programming. 
But I, it's not everything for me when it comes to DC, but a lot of it. So I know that right now, like Marvel is kind of really kind of putting in their efforts for their shows, which have been really great. Like, um, like you have, you've got Loki, you got WandaVision, but which I didn't see yet. Well, definitely WandaVision's really good. Yeah, I didn't um, see WandaVision. Yet. Loki... I, I don't, okay, I would say that they're good, but I, I'm not on the same level where everybody was just like hyping up and and like really like WandaVision is great, and then I was like, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, kind of a little bit died down for me towards the end, and Loki too. Loki was great the first two episodes, and then there's like the middle episodes were kind of like, eh, and then the ending was great. It got good. Um, it got good, but DC, DC has been doing their, their TV shows for a long, long yeah. time. And they're everywhere so, though. There's like, there's so many different, it seems like there's so many different shows and so many different networks right now for DC that I don't feel like I can keep up from Doom Patrol to all the other stuff that they have going on. And I know there's a subscription streaming thing that they have, right, for DC. Most of all their most of all their stuff, all of their um. So I think there's three places, maybe three. Right. Definitely two. Um. So all of their shows and their movies are definitely on HBO Max. Okay. Then their live show, or I guess you could live cable TV shows, is the CW. Okay, because I like The Flash and Supergirl, so that's where I'll find that. And then, yeah, and you can watch those on Netflix. (laughs) Right. So that's that's like that. So if you want their current stuff, like up-to-date stuff, then it's going to be HBO Max and CW. Um, Everything else after, you know, on streaming services, then HBO Max and Netflix. I think there's a couple on on Hulu. So... um, so let's do TV shows. So what do we have left? TV shows and movies? Yeah. Okay, so they're TV shows. Um, as you know, Green Arrow has already ended. I think they ended after eight seasons. I think it was eight seasons. Um, Flash, I know kind of the rumor mill is that Grant Augustin, uh, Grant Gustin, who plays Barry Allen is kind of wanting to like move on and try other different stuff. And DC is trying to get him to stay on for like two more seasons. I don't know where that rumor mill is yet. Um, obviously he was there, he was hosting it. He was talking about, you know, the season, everything that's happening. He was talking about the boots, um, the reveal of that. Yeah. His, his, his gold boots. He's in, he's in season eight, this, um, this past season, season six for Supergirl. Um, that, um, that has come to the end. She was ready to move on and do other things. Um, Black Lightning, which kind of was part of the DC. It is a part of the DC universe, but not as ingrained as the other TV shows. Um, I think during the crisis of Middle Earth crossovers between all the shows is when they finally allowed, uh, or they had Black Lightning introduced into the show. And then that was the last season for Black Lightning, which was really sad because it's it's a really it was a really great show and really super enjoyable. And I, I love the dynamic there. Um, and then uh, you've got uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I know there's more. 
and I'm drawing yeah, what the oh, yeah, Batwoman. I'm sorry, go ahead. So there's Batwoman. They were talking about season three uh, of Batwoman. And then they're going to be introducing, you know, uh, Peacemaker. He's getting his own show, Mr. John Cena, uh, which they introduced his character from Suicide Squad. Uh, I, I like the Peacemaker character. I don't know about John Cena himself. It's like, I don't it's just I don't know about his face sometimes. <laughs> but what do you mean? that's just a personal thing. I don't know. You know that there's certain faces when you look at them and you're like, I really don't like looking at you. John Cena has one of those faces to me. Like there's something about him that I feel like he gives off that facial instant look of like, I can't trust you. I don't know why, but I feel like I can't trust you. I, I don't know what it is, but that's my that's my own personal thing. That's my personal thing. But um, the character itself is really great. So he's getting his own show. Um, they introduce Naomi, uh, which uh, she's going to it's she she's a young um, black woman that's kind of, you know, getting into her power, not realizing some stuff. They did a little teaser what is, trailer. What is her power? I, I actually don't know much about this character. Okay. All right, same. So I I just and I saw the skateboarding through the the school coming out. Something happened. She landed on the floor, looked up briefly before she passed out. Superman zoomed by, right, and that was it. Yeah. So that's the the whole teaser of it. So that definitely leads to I I think what draws me into it is just really uh, DC is doing doing the, um, the most and their best on offering that diversity. Um, obviously they have different, you know, um, other, other, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess studios, initiatives, partnerships, like with Milestones and where they are trying, um, trying to have, you know, this diverse cast of different superheroes that a lot of people can relate to, uh, Naomi is definitely going to be one of them. Uh, and I look forward to it. Even it, it's. Yeah, I was trying to understand that. Is that totally new to the universe? Or is that. No, not, that not necessarily. I, okay. I wouldn't say it is new because you have. We, we, can, we can go into this part. So you have Milestone Media, um, which created, you know. They, they created their studios and, and comic book artists in the 90s. And that's where, you know, with Milestone Media, that's where you got Icon, where you have um, Static Shock. Um, oh, I am drawing so many blanks right now. That's okay. But I just wanted to get the gist of it. They're not new characters. No, they're not. They're not new characters. And that was, that was really great. So um, when they, one of the partnership, is, it was with Milestones. Um Hardware Steel and Blood Syndicate, that's what I was thinking of. Um, where you have, you know, uh, POC creators creating, you know, these great, powerful, smart, independent black superheroes and, you know, giving them a story, giving them a spotlight. So when Milestone uh, Media was on there, you know, you had the co-founder and they were talking about what they're going to be doing uh, how they're going to be revitalizing it and, you know, having these out there, their compendium. Uh, they have a lot of great things that are happening and I love. And that's that's like, that's not something new. These characters have been there. People know them. People have watched them. Static Shop had their, 
had his own, you know, animated series that a lot of people loved. So I think it's it's great that they have that there and they do it for me, from my perspective, I feel like they do it in a tasteful manner. It's not like they're shoving it down their throat. It's not like it's something new, um, but it's something that I think, I think DC can kind of see how they can probably do better. But they they are doing better without it being of like, hey, look at us. Do better we, for representation, right? Yeah, for okay. for representation, mm-hmm. but without doing it and coming across of like, hey, look, we're putting on black people. Where's our medal? Look at us. Look at what we can do. But they really they really celebrated it, and it's they really showcased a lot of that, and it was done really really well. That is gets me really pumped up, and and to have you know have them um, working with them. Uh, Milestone uh, Media also announced their Milestone Initiative, which I think is great. Their applications are open for like 27, 28 more days. So if you are, you know, an artist, uh, a writer, or you have great ideas and and you want you want to break into, you know, the comic book industry, uh, you can submit your application. Um, just go uh, just look up the Milestone Initiative there. Put in your application, submit your portfolio. Uh, next February, they're going to be putting on this week-long summit um, to help guide you, to mentor you, to, you know, show you what where where you need to go to help you improve who you are. And this is specifically open to Black and underrepresented uh, communities. So I think that that is awesome. That Milestone Initiative is, is going to be happening. I hope people, you know, sign up. Not everybody will get in. Yeah, they're gonna look at your work. Yeah, of course. Um, but that's that's like that's normal for for any you know situation. Like it would be great to have everybody you know be accepted in. But you you really want to put in your time and your effort and your mentorship into people who are really like you can tell they really want this that they have the passion they have the drive for it. So I'm glad that that's happening. Um. And and you can visit. Oh, there it is. Uh, milestone.dcuniverse.com. That's where you can go and find out more information about the Milestone Initiative. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, if you if you're submitting for it, good luck. I, I hope you get in. And um, this all takes place in like in their DC headquarters, which is in Burbank, California. So even better. <laughs> and this is um happening, I believe, February fourteenth through the 18th of cool. 2022. Any anything else on the TV shows before we do movies? Um okay, so going back to the the entire TV series, they have a lot of stuff that's going on. They're continuing on and a lot of the a lot of the TV series intertwine together. They have a lot of they have crossovers almost yearly and there's like somewhat of a a, a joke when it comes to uh Legends of Tomorrow because Legends of Tomorrow is a superhero TV show, but they don't typically deal with superhero stuff necessarily. Like they have magic, they have science, they have space travel. It doesn't fit into the formula all the time. So sometimes like in the show, they'll have like little funny jokes about why they weren't it. Why didn't they participate in the, you know, the yearly crossover? 
um, they they have like kind of like that semi fourth wall breakage thing where they acknowledge that we do these yearly cr crossovers, but they also acknowledge, well, like great, they didn't invite us because it's like the Legends of Tomorrow have such a huge cast that it's hard to you, like really work those those schedules. Um, but like the Crisis of uh, the Crisis of Infinite Earths was definitely such a fantastic storyline. Like I would love to just go back and watch those episodes again because I cried. I cried a lot. It was it was fantastic. Um, but as as you know, you know, you have these shows that are ending. So I'm glad that they're kind of introducing you know new shows into it. They're adding on to it. Batwoman, uh, you know, they're getting she's getting her her third season, and. You know, like bringing that all in. And what was great is that for some of these shows and to explain it, uh, like with Flash and, and Supergirl, Supergirl was not originally a under their DC umbrella. It was before, a DC name. Was before character, you get to but... Supergirl, who's the Alice character with Batwoman? I can't tell you that without spoiling it. Okay. All right, cool. So you can go to Supergirl. Go ahead. <laughs> But, um, you know, she wasn't originally on the CW. She wasn't really originally created in that, in, you know, in that storyline. But she was eventually introduced as being someone from, um, you know, another Earth. I forgot what her Earth number, her, her what, which Earth it was. I forgot what number it was. But that's how they, you know, they explained it of like, yeah, the Supergirl exists in this, storyline but on this earth and so her crossover would have her going through and, and you know crossing doing the whole thing but also explain why she wasn't there even though you know with barry with um oliver or green arrow her city was like kind of pretty close so explain why you know she wasn't just zooming in to help them when it like freely um with the crisis of middle earth what was which which makes it awesome for all of the shows in general, is that in, in Infinite Earths, you know, you had the destruction of all the other Earths. And they were trying to just compact it to just one. So now they exist all within the same world because all the other Earths were destroyed. It's I, I love the way that comic books do that. So I'm kind of hoping, you know, I think Stargirl, is, Stargirl which is on um, on HBO... Uh, has not been introduced within the CW line of of TV shows, uh, but Why it not? was teased. It was teased. It's just that I think uh, Stargirl is not on CW. She exists on another Earth, but it was teased. It, like they showed a little bit of screen crap. So she um, will, you know, screenshot potentially, maybe, maybe. Okay. But it's not necessary. But it is a potential. So I kind of hope. Like I'm, I'm wondering how does Naomi play into that? Like I, I want to see how these little crossovers happen because they're so much fun. Um, which, which, if you want to talk about multiverses and everything, that this is a great segue for the movies. All right, let's do movies. So with the movies. So many. Okay, so many that were shown. So we had some behind the look scenes. Um, they didn't get trailers because they're currently in production. So you have um, Aquaman, and they just show like that. I think they I think it's like four years later after his first initial one. They're finally you know they're working on it. Um, 
And I swear that, I think he just, he gets bigger just like The Rock does. But not at the not as quick as the fast pace as the rock does. I swear every time I see the rock, he looks like he grew like four more inches everywhere. Jason Momoa is kind of almost the same way, like, but maybe he grows an inch. <laughs> not as quick. But um, you know, it looks like he was having a lot of fun with a lot of the behind the scenes, I think. The the behind the scenes trailer for um Oh, do I want to go into that one now or later? Okay. Which one is that? The Flash. Yeah, we'll do Flash. Of course, a lot to save. You know, the the King uh, for last. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that one after. Absolutely. But um, you want to do the Flash before or after the Batman? No, Batman. <laughs> we save Batman for last. <laughs> <laughs> that that's we gotta save Batman um, for last. They, oh my goodness. So you have, oh, wait, wait, wait. We can't, we can't move on to movies yet because there is one more. I can't believe I was almost going to forget this. This is one more show, animated okay. show. Um, Batman Cape Crusaders. I Looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. Okay, for me, I, I've watched, I, I've watched Batman from Adam West. I know that makes me sound really super old. But, you know, growing up, that's kind of what I could watch. It was on, I think it was on Nick at Night. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Whatever my grandparents let me watch on TV. Is but, that the you know, animated series from, like, one? Adam West. No, Adam, Adam West is. Is that the is, one, you know, crawling on the, uh, on the, uh, <laughs> the buildings, but they're actually, yes. they have the camera facing the, that, yes. that whole thing? Okay. Yes. With the Bam Pow yeah, the the Bam Pow Zing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. I'm that one. Um, and I thought it was just it was just fun, but I wouldn't say I was a fan from then. I loved it, but like that fandom didn't grow until I was a little bit older. Okay. And you did the watch the animated series, series though, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> Just to make sure. Oh, go ahead. But yeah, that's where my fandom started is when I was a little bit older and I started watching Batman the Animated Series. And that's where I really, really fell in with Batman. I wasn't one of those lucky kids that could buy comic books um, or, or even go to the comic book shop. So that one, the, the comics came later in my life when I could buy it myself and I could, you know, read whatever issues my friends had at their houses, um, which was never in order, but I loved it regardless. So, the, But the, uh, the animated series definitely um, is what left that, you know, lasting impact on me to really love the DC universe, to really love Batman. So... Uh, they are actually kind of reimagining uh, the animated series and they're calling it Batman Cape Crusaders. So you have the original um, creator, uh, Bruce, Bruce Tim, who is being able and given the opportunity to go back and really make the Batman that he really, you know, he really wanted to for the first time. It's not to say that the animated series was bad, but, you know, during that time, there's a lot of limitations, a lot of regulations about, you know, what can be in this animated series and where to explore with that. 
um, it was still great. But if you can, you know, deliver and just go back and revisit it and just like, this is what I really wanted to add into it. I think would just make it like just that much better. Um, I, I'm really excited. I, I don't know what, it, what um, he's going to be going into it. We know that this is still going to be taking place in, a play, in where Batman is the only hero in it. Um, you don't have the Justice League. You don't have all of that other noise. You have what pretty much we grew up with. This, this Batman who's kind of growing into his own and you know, going through Gotham and trying to save it and doing his best on his own. And, and I, I think, I think that is so fantastic. And I loved it. I mean, they stated that they're going to have like this 40, 1940s feel, which is very interesting that they're doing with that. Um, it's not going to be black and white though, not opposed to it at the same time. But I, I think it's just to, to go back to its roots for, I think what, a lot of fans like that are my age probably had their first experience with I I I'm so stoked. Like I, I love it. I love the look that they're kind of going with it. They have like these longer ears. And you know, he has that same like stark, strong face. It's like, oh my goodness. I can't. I want the the cover art that they have for this. I want that as a p- p- uh, poster so badly. Yeah, that looks that was really so good. Badly. That looks pretty good. And yeah, that's that's where I got with that. Cool. <laughs> um, what else we got? But with the okay, so the movies, the movies. Um, Black Adam. Did you see that one? I did. Very interesting. And what, Don't know anything about the think? character. Um, looking forward to seeing the movie. That's all I got. So. I I definitely have to agree. So uh, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, definitely did the introduction for this. It makes sense why he did it. Um, he did state that he was born to play Black Adam. Uh, Black, uh, I don't know if the bird born is the right term right there. Um, I think built because <laughs> Black Adam is a very big character. Dwayne Johnson, very big man with a strong presence. And that's kind of what like Black Adam kind of is to me. Uh, this is definitely a teaser reveal trailer, which I think uh, they did uh, a pretty, a pretty good job of it. I wouldn't say I got chills, but I was definitely like, whoa, kind of feeling. So it's like you, you go, you, the teaser trailer to explain is you got the Justice Society of America. Uh, you know, they you have you have these archaeologists kind of going into this tomb, looking around, and you know, it's one of those things where you got these white people and they're like, Oh, look, an inscription. Let me go and read that and think nothing terrible is gonna happen. <laughs> okay, you're in this tomb. Why would you do that? But anyway, so he goes in there, he like chokes out this guy, he like incinerates it incinerates him to this like disintegrating into dust skull and then he like catches a bullet and yeah it was levitates out of there it was pretty interesting i um i need to see more to be really interesting uh, interested in the character i think that um 
the sneak peek that we got was was pretty interesting. Um, the catching of the bullet was pretty dope. I really appreciated that. But outside of that, it's like okay, hopefully the the movie itself delivers. That's that's what we usually want, right? And I'll, I'll just have to wait and see more. Well, it okay. I'll, I'll let it go. I'm just I'm just really pumped because black. No, Adam don't let it go. What are you, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to dive into it because it's this guy. Well, I do want to dive into it. Uh, I just really, for me, I think I'm just really excited because Black Adam and The Rock was announced so long ago, and to finally get this, I think is is fantastic. You know, you got you have like this way. I I think with most of the superhero movies, doesn't matter which side, Marvel or DC, they have this great way of just having this big buildup for a lot of their superheroes, and to have this big buildup for a supervillain is like pretty epic at least to me so um i i understand you know just like you don't really know too much this character so you can't right really get so pumped, let's talk about but... that part let's let's talk about that part because i don't know too much about the character i need to see more to understand you know what this character means to the universe but the other characters that we do see on a regular basis whether that's you know wonder woman flash Batman, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. I love those guys, okay? And gals. So I think that's what it is. It's not that the character is not, you know, powerful to the universe or or means something amazing to that world. It's just that my lack of knowledge on the historical, you know, background for that particular character is like, okay, cool. You know, I'm just going to wait to see more of that. But Definitely looks dope, you know. It, it looks like it's going to be fantastic in terms of uh, cinematography and action and things of that nature. And um, I'll just leave that there. Yeah, I mean that's understandable. I, okay, so what are your thoughts about Shazam? I think so. Shazam they did. Is dope. Uh, they did a lot of uh, uh, behind the scenes, um, behind the scenes look of uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Yeah, I think that's and dope. so eventually. Not that they really super announced it. Shazam and Black Adam's gonna meet at some point. Okay. Their storylines kind of intertwined. If you go by the comic book kind of standard, there there's some intertwined stuff in there. But I'm I'm glad that they're finally gonna yeah <laughs> they're working on the second one. I, I I think Shazam of of all of the the DC movies out there, Shazam definitely falls under. A little bit of the lighthearted side of it because it is you know these teenage kids that get these superhero abilities and transformations um and and they're this team so it definitely has has that that vibe to it which i love which is refreshing which is fun um zachary levi is a great actor who i enjoy seeing whether it be on tv or in movies so i'm, I'm really glad to see him you know back in this role back in the suit he might be he might be one of the only few actors that really has a lot of padding in his suit. Because <laughs> when you see him in and out of it, it's just like, does your muscles contract when you take the suit off? Right. <laughs> but um, anyways, it, it's still fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. They did an announce announcement for it. Um, gosh, I think that's the only movies that are really kind of 
really sticking with me. I mean, there's some animated movies. So Static is getting um, an animated movie with one possible uh, possible live action of Static uh, also coming. And what else was there? Batman? I think. What is that? Do you want to do Batman or where are we? Uh, I I think we can get to to Batman and the Flash. I mean, they did celebrate eighty years of Wonder Woman, which is which is fantastic. They announced that they're gonna um they talked very lightly, no no real clear story about you know the next Wonder Woman uh movie, and yeah, I think that we can jump into it. the only thing I think I didn't touch on um to revisit about diversity is that. They did introduce a new superhero called the Blue Scarab, which is a Latino uh, superhero. And I love, I love the interview that they did with them. The, those, they look so happy, so stoked. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing I thought was so funny, but also so real about it, is that you have this Hispanic Latino uh, superhero, this kid, you know, he, he, I, I don't know much about it, but from my take from it, it's like he gets bit from this powerful, this scarab, this thing from, you know, outer space. He gets these superhero abilities, but they're going from the perspective that a lot of Latinos experience. Like there, it's not like he's coming from a well-off family. Um, you know, he, they, he's starting, you know, from, from the streets, you know, where most of people of color start from, you know, and, um, uh, uh, the the line that they said is you know you got Peter Parker who gets bit by a spider and his decision is to hide it from his family and then you have this character this Latino kid who gets bit by a blue scarab he ain't hiding that from his family you don't hide anything like there's yeah, no way just, you can do that just so people like, don't that's come real. after you um, most people of color I know your comment is based on the context of what you said, but I don't want people coming after you because most people of color don't come from the streets and where that's not what we're saying here. Okay. Um, that, yeah. That's not what I'm, that, I'm so, saying. Yeah, it's just so coming from a place of to, not privilege. Yeah. That's, that's really what I meant. It's not yeah. coming from a place of, of privilege that most, you know, that's, white yeah. kids have. That's really what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know, you um, know the internet. So go ahead. Yeah. And it, it is rough, but I do mean it in the, the from the bottom of my heart, the kindest place. Um, but I, I think that was uh, a really great one. So that's something to pay attention to and to watch. Um, but yeah, we can jump into the movies now. Yeah, or the, the last two movies. Batman. So you want to do uh, Batman first? No, do Flash and then Batman. Flash, I'm still a little confused about what I was seeing. Um, I understand that Flash can go everywhere. If he wants to, different timelines and stuff like that. I think that's pretty neat, pretty interesting because he's so fast, right? So we can touch on that and then uh, we'll do Batman and then we'll go to the other stuff. So the voiceover for that trailer is Michael Keaton. Interesting. And it has already been teased and brought in that Michael Keaton will be praising his role as Batman in The Flash. So the cowl that you see at the end is Michael Keaton's Batman. That's cool. <laughs> so, you know, he's telling the story about what is happening, what's going through. 
um, is not the, about, you know, visiting diff it's diff necessarily different timelines. It is this multiverse that's going on that he's trying to make these these fixes. So that's that's where we're at with that. Um, and I think the way that they're introducing how the multiverse is being introduced there, because it's kind of been teased throughout, you know, in earlier films about what he was doing, you know, you have that scene with Ben Affleck who's had this dream and he sees, you know, um, Barry um, trying to warn him. And, you know, what does that mean? Where did it come from? Because when you watch the Snyder cut, that wasn't really in there. So it kind of leaves a lot of questions about, okay, what, what just happened? How does this play in? Like, what, what are you talking about? So you're bringing in introducing the multiverse here. Um, first of all, opening up that trailer with Ezra Miller mm. was a little bit like, I don't want to say weird. I thought it was very interesting. He's like, hi, Ezra Miller. Yeah, it you was interesting, have... right? It was. <laughs> He's like, we we don't have anything to show. Here's, yeah. here's, a, here's a stage that we don't really have anything. Um, we didn't do enough to. Yeah, to this, so. I didn't. Here you go. I didn't I kinda, get I, that. I, I kind of liked how kind of goofy it was. It, it was it was heartwarming to me. Um, but one of the most famous, you know, um, storylines or not famous or infamous, um, for the Flash is Flashpoint. So, you know, he. I think this is kind of their way of doing it. I also think if they really wanted to at this point, um, this is how they kind of make the first version of Justice League disappear and it never happened. Okay. Because they kind of kind of can reset the universe so that, you know, the Snyder Cut is, you know, becomes the canon. The and foundation, right. that is what we're going to acknowledge. It's not like that hasn't happened before i mean x-men has done it before you know days of future past you know like where their films are like really 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 bad and you're like okay we're gonna make this movie and then wipe this all out and it never happened and here we go we're gonna continue on like nobody's business so i think if they take this opportunity for the flash movie um they can really just like you know capitalize on that and you know when when the Flash does his traveling and his time changing and everything like that, he really is the only one that remembers, you know, what it was, what he changed, what is missing. So, in every single time, like, you know, on all of the Flashpoints, he ends up regretting what he did and trying to fix it the best that he possibly can. So, you're, you're, I, I'm assuming that's the story that we're going to, they're kind of going towards, which I think is great. Um, you know, you have, you have different characters coming in, definitely have Michael Keaton, which got me really pumped up. I am not hundred percent sure if, you know, how, you know, Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton play into this, but I'm pretty sure Ben Affleck's Batman's supposed to be, you know, he's going to be reprising his role in that too. So, but that's like... There's so much more of the story that's going on. I think the the screen cap that they have of, of the Flash in there is definitely very interesting. I mean, obviously, you have two different versions of Ezra Miller in there. 
Um, how does that fit in? What's what's going on there? And um, you know, we got a whole year. I think November, November of 2022, November 4th, 2022 is next time we're, where we can possibly see it. I really hope I have a movie theater to watch all of these. But yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm just super excited. I, I love, a lot. I love both Grant Gustin lot. and Ezra Miller's versions and their interpretations of the flash, I think is just, it's just fantastic and it's fun and it's uh, it has a nice little twist. And the, the the fun thing is, is that Ezra Miller has made, um, you know, a, a, a quick guest appearance on um, the CW's The Flash. So in some in some way, both these flashes are on the same timeline, just a different multiverse. That's all, and I I, I love that, and that's what I think is so great about you know, um, DC in, in general, just they have such creative ways of intertwining their characters and storylines. I mean, you even have Brandon Ruth, who once played Superman, who plays Adam on Legends of Tomorrow. And at, at some point during this crisis and during these crossovers, it's acknowledged that he was one Superman and he replaces that role as playing Adam and Superman to meet this other Superman who's currently the one that's being played, you know, in the, in the TV series, Lois and Superman or Superman and Lois. Um, it, it, they just have such really great ways of just making sure to pay homage to everything that they've done and everybody and all the characters that they have incorporated into this. Cool. I hope I so I hope the Peacemaker TV show that um you know it's being directed by James Gunn uh kind of plays into that as well too. I I just I'm pumped. Cool, cool. And now right. we can get to our finale one. Sweet. So uh Batman uh will wrap up our uh, fandom reaction. So Batman, I'm truly surprised. I guess I'll start there. I didn't realize that uh, it was going to be uh, this dark. I did realize that it was going to be a younger Batman, but uh, I'm really excited for um, what they're what they've shown and and what to expect. So um, I'm o I've always been a Batman fan. Of course, who doesn't love Batman? I'm sure somebody is going to say in the comments, "I don't." Great, but Batman is just you know fantastic. So what were your takes on? what uh, they showed at fandom. I know a couple episodes ago, I said, I'm like, it's still kind of like on the fence about Robert Pattinson and that Batman. I like the, like the direction they're going with it, but I was still kind of like, I don't know. Yep. This one is, I am definitely far more convinced about his version of Batman. Again, I really don't know where in the universe, how in the universe this all fits in. I, I kind of like when things fit. I know that's kind of getting weird, but considering all their other stuff tie in together, um, it'll be fun to find that out years down the line, you know. But uh, yeah, with this, uh, the Batman, it's not necessarily, um, they, they explained that it's not being necessarily a, an origin story not like a year like directly year one building out this stuff like you can you can tell from you know uh, the batmobile it's not a fully refined you know batmobile that we all know it's kind of like you know what he's doing his best he's kind of building upon it he's still 
trying to really put together about what is Batman. And he's a little bit a little bit more lawless and 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 crude in his tactics there, which I think is fantastic. Um a little a little um fan little I guess tidbit I think a lot of people will now probably always remember is that when he did his I guess his audition he used Val Kilmer's um cowl to wear and he absolutely disliked it but you know it, it just matched it just made sense he, and I guess it, it was enough that he he was cast as Bruce Wayne um although Val Kilmer's Batman I wouldn't say is the best Batman <laughs> he's kind of definitely he uh, he's probably below me i think he's probably at the bottom let's just let's go with that one um but uh i know it's a small minor detail i know the internet's brought this up too but i think is a detail that i think is great is that robert patterson's batman is the first batman in where when he takes off the cowl his cowl he still got black eyeliner all smudged around in his face. All the other Batman, somehow he's like, you put it on and it's there and you take it off and it's gone. Like, so uh, I think, I think the, just even those small details, uh, I appreciate it for not, not for, for not trying to soften the blows. I mean, I think in in so many ways we want to think that superheroes are kind and they're loving and they are and they want to do good things. But I don't know how many backs they really probably broke of these, you know, these bad guys, <laughs> these henchmen uh, who are just trying to make a few bucks for their family. <laughs> trying. Uh, and and uh, just the way he, he does it and the way he is presented and the fight scenes and the grittiness. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. I, I really can't. I'm, I'm, oh, goodness. Yeah, it's okay, good. You. Yes. No, it's good. It's good. I'm really excited for, for Batman again. Um, as I was saying earlier, all the DC animated stuff I just love. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing more of DC stuff, and 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 I'm I'm excited for everything that I saw. Um, I know they showed Harley Quinn uh, things as well. I mean, there's so much that was covered. Different interviews. Uh, Ava DuVernay had an interview uh, as well, and and that whole um, Fandom 2021 experience. It is an experience about three hours. You know, so if you're willing to check that out, if you have the three hours to spare or if you I think it's time stamped as well. So you can just hit the timestamps for the things that you want to see. Uh, so this is not an exhaustive look at uh, the fandom, but definitely some of the things that caught our attention uh, for it. So so that was that uh, DC fandom 2021. Um, next thing that we have is uh, Back for Blood reactions. Um, Daniela, did you play any Back for Blood? No. Okay. Um I'm I'm really I'm really happy with it. Um it the only thing I don't like is is when you hear certain sounds and you're trying to figure out where the sound is coming from and you're you're ready to shoot things everywhere. But outside of that, um from what I've been hearing, I didn't really play Left for Dead uh back in the day, but it seems like the word 
uh, around the internet is this is a successor uh, to uh, Left 4 Dead. And um, cool. I think it's fantastic. It plays very, very well. You know, I enjoy uh, just the experience. You're playing with bots if nobody's in your game, which is neat. Uh, and they help you with ammo, so it doesn't ever feel like you're running out of ammo. Uh, I didn't go... I didn't beat the game yet or anything like that. I'm just enjoying the experience of just moving through. Uh, you can get LMGs, assault rifles, um, you know, different weapons, bats, and things of that nature. Um, it's fun. You know, it's fun. Uh, you're shooting zombies, to my understanding, and I think that's always fun. So I, I love I love what I'm playing so far for it. I'm playing it on the Xbox Game Pass uh, right now uh, via PC, and cool. I, I dig it. That Xbox Game Pass, oh man, it's good. It's it's awesome. It's it's great. I mean, there's no reason to not have it. Like, it's a hard sell to convince people to really want to commit to a piece PlayStation Plus. I mean, it's got this benefits, but there's nothing like the Xbox Game Pass. I'm just, yeah, I know that's not what we're talking about, but no, I just, no, no, that's I a good point. It. No, that's a good point. I mean, I know we we have like notes and bullet points and stuff like that, but that's a good point to bring up because even I. Uh, am super skeptical about it, you know, still to some degree, right? But the thing is, when Back for Blood came out and I was able to download it on the Xbox Game Pass, that's cool, right? It's not a game that I was going to play uh, right away or purchase right away, maybe do a bargain digital bin, you know, if those things still exist, sales and stuff like that. But the fact that I played the uh, the beta and the game was on the Game Pass, it was just like, there's no reason not to download it to check it out, right? And I think yeah. that when when individuals are saying that, hey, um, looking for different games to play, looking for different content and things of that nature, um, well, if you have the Game Pass, you have so many different games that you can stream if you're trying to build a streaming career uh, of sorts. Um, there's a whole bunch of games there that you can play through and get a lot of content for your channel whether that's on YouTube or, or that's on Twitch or any other platform that you decide to stream on. But um, I think that that is a good deal. You know, that is a good deal. There's a lot of games on there. So it's not necessarily, but whether we're talking about it or not, I think that's, you bring a very, very good point. It's, it's a very, very good deal that offers uh, such um, a great library for you to experience so many different games. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's worth the investment. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely better than you know, possibly buying a sixty, seventy dollar game that you, you initially think, oh, I'm gonna love this game. I want to play it. I'm hyped up, and then it doesn't live up to your expectations. Um, or the fact that a lot of people, like myself, who will spend sixty, seventy dollars, you know, for that day one, they want the content or whatever it may be um, on that day or whatever, but they can't play it. For, you know, a month, two months, there's a backlog on it. So the Xbox Game Pass, I think, is fantastic because it's right there. That the only thing, the only thing that you really got to pay attention to is that it's not like they're there forever. You know, it's it kind of cycles through. There's still a big, you know, big library, but they, they, they'll have it. And they'll, they'll allow you, they give you actually a lot of time. I don't know what the standard um, life expectancy to be on the service is, but I feel like... I think I've seen a couple of games that they were gone for a little bit and then they come back and, and then they're there for, you know, however long, but it's more than enough time for you to be able to play experience, enjoy it and probably most likely finish it. 
and they always give you a heads up like hey this game is going to be leaving on this date um so it's not like they just remove it without you knowing and that's the that's the only drawback but it's not really that big of a drawback right so yeah no that's definitely a good point definitely a good point so back for blood really enjoying it so if you haven't uh, definitely consider checking it out and taking a peek at back for blood next thing that we have uh here is zombies reveal trailer for call of duty vanguard um that is pretty pretty neat um i guess this is the season right we're getting a lot of the games that offer either a full zombie experience or a section of the game that gives you a zombie experience so uh, call of duty vanguard is offering uh that as well uh, for this call of duty which drops the first week of november uh, to my understanding. So that's going to be uh, exciting to see as well. Um, any thoughts on that by any chance? I know most of the time I, I'm talking about the, the shooting stuff, but any thoughts on the zombies no. this season? Anything? No, I think my son and my boyfriend has been, they've been going off on it. They're super pumped. I, I, I just don't pay attention to it definitely too much because it's Call of Duty. It's just not my cup of tea. Doesn't th That's just for me though. I'm not saying that it's a bad game. I don't know. I but people in my household they super enjoy it and I guess there's a new map and they really love it which is awesome keeps them out of my hair I get some chill time by myself <laughs> yeah so so this Call of Duty is is interesting for me uh, particularly um, the fact that it, it feels like it's going back to basics what I really enjoyed about Call of Duty what made me fall in love with Call of Duty between Call of Duty three and four. There's just this uh, raw experience. You know, you don't need super uh, perks uh, to uh, be effective. And and I just love that they're going back to that format of Call of Duty. Yeah, there's some perks here and there, but it just feels very naturally uh, in tuned for skill set only, plus the additional stuff, right? Uh, the other ones felt like they were going overboard with all different things that you can do. But this one, it leans to... Um, when you're putting the scope on and if do you want the scope there or do you want to uh, change uh, the the way the frame is and like all the different things that you could do on the weapon now seems to be super tailored to the individual experience not all these add-ons that you could do just for the sake of adding it on at least to me uh, so this call of duty vanguard i'm really excited about this next experience and then the next thing i'll touch on is the uh, call of duty uh, anti-cheat uh, so this uh, ricochet, as as they talked about recently or, or recently unveiled, uh, is uh, a multifaceted approach uh, to combating cheating, uh, which includes uh, server-side tools, which monitor analytics to identify cheating, enhance investigation processes to stamp out cheaters, updates to, str uh, to strengthen uh, account security, and more. So if you are a cheater in Call of Duty games, um, this is supposed to make sure you don't do that. And hopefully there's there's not um, a way to bypass that, which somehow people always tend to figure those things out. But this is the measure initiative that the Call of Duty team will be taking to make sure that there's less cheaters in the Call of Duty game. So that's what's going on there. Uh, thoughts? And I'll just keep going uh, to the uh, Battlefield yeah, yeah, stuff. Keep going. I'll keep going. Okay. So next thing we have is Battlefield 2042 Hazard Zone official trailer. Uh, this one was pretty neat because what it showed uh, was um, like a tug of war of grabbing different drives. Um, 
that launch from the air, you know, like a airdrop thing, and you have to make sure you capture them before the other team does. And I think that's going to be good for Battlefield. It still feels like a uh, something that is meant to be in the uh, Battlefield uh, universe, if you will. Um, I think that fits well, and I'm pretty excited for what I saw there. So, so that's pretty much it for for most of those things. So, Call of Duty stuff I'm excited about. Um, Battlefield I'm excited about to see what they're going to do there. And uh, Back for Blood was uh, pretty amazing to play, and I'll probably jump back into that experience. I want to stream more, so I'm, so, th so there's a struggle for me too, is um, we didn't get to talk about this at all this past week. I'm trying to figure out how I want to do more streaming on, on YouTube, but I definitely want to figure that out uh, because I kind of missed it a little bit. So I'm trying to figure out how to reincorporate that into uh, my routine uh, for the, the streaming stuff, the content creation stuff that I want to do. Aside from the other things that I'm thinking about on a crypto side of things, which um, we can talk about a little bit later if I don't forget. So uh, controllers. Controllers. You really love them controllers. I do. I do. So I saw this one pop up in the news feed. 8BitDo is releasing a wired controller uh, of its uh, Pro 2 uh, for Xbox and PC. That's going to be coming out on December 8th, uh, 2021. Uh, so if you are a controller fan like I am, I love collecting them. Um, so if you have a controller that you want to send us, please feel free to do so. Um, I just, I don't know, I just love them, right? I, I know that there's always that, you know, PC, keyboard versus mouse, controller thing. I mean, I think for me, it's 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 funny to hear those conversations. And I think uh, the humor in it for me is because um, if you're good with your peripheral, you're, you're good. It doesn't matter what you're using, so. That, that's how I feel about it. But um, so 8 bit do December 8th, uh, 2021, Pro 2 uh, controller, uh, Xbox version uh, for consoles and PC. That that was redundant. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so so uh, next thing, last but not least, and then we'll do some final thoughts of anything. Uh, Netflix... Well, with this one, with this one. So you want to now the, mention that the price point is $44.99. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon. Definitely. Definitely go and check that out. Um, I do have one thing. There is a controller of theirs that I want to try. Not necessarily for my consoles, though. Um, I have more than enough controllers to attach to, you know, my PC to experience that. I do not have one for my phone. Because I think that's what was drawing me back. Is like I haven't, ex I haven't bothered to try out the, you know, the Xbox Cloud stuff yet. Because um, it's not like it's the most comfortable so, but they do have, um, it's, I think it's available already right now. They have a Bluetooth one that's great for, you know, Xbox games that they're advertising. And this is from 8BitDo called the SN30 Pro. I really want to try that one out. It's $35 also on Amazon. So if you're looking for something on that, maybe give that one a try. So the wired one, I think is cool. And I think that, I think in looking at their fact sheet too, even though it's wired, I think it has some Bluetooth capabilities. It says that you can't work on Switch, but it does state in the answers there that you could use it. Um, you know, for your mobile devices. So I think that's very interesting that kind of like, I don't know if that fact belongs on that, on that, you know, their sales page there, because it is a wired controller. So I don't know if that means that it's wired, but it also has, you know, still has the internal Bluetooth capabilities, something definitely to look into. That's so, interesting. That's my comment there. 
No, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, thank you for for adding that. Yeah. So, um, pretty short on on the uh, topics today. Just wanted to get uh, the major one, which was the uh, DC fandom. Uh, next thing that we have is uh, Netflix is adding the original Cowboy Bebop anime uh, series to its catalog on October twenty first. I have some theories there, but I want to hear your thoughts on on the Cowboy Bebop being added back. Um, well, it kind of makes sense because their live action animes, uh, live action series is going to be like going live soon. They want to pump it up. And if there's people who are new to that series, to that universe, who kind of want to get into it before, you know, Cho comes onto that screen. Um, yeah, totally makes sense. There's probably going to be so many people binge watching it before the live action comes out. I will be one of those people. Um, yeah, um, okay, so I have to correct myself because we talked about this before, before we, we went live and started recording. So it wasn't on Netflix, it was actually on Hulu. Which one? And then they took it and brought it over to Netflix. So, oh, okay, I, yeah, yeah. That just got makes it, sense. got it, got it. So it just makes sense for them to, to have it on there. So, yeah, there we are. I, I, I'm pumped about it. I don't think anybody's disappointed. Um, there are some, you know, diehard fans that aren't fully convinced about it yet. Like, they're, 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 they're excited, but they're like, you know, seeing the photos, seeing some of the trailers, seeing some of the things, they are really kind of like super analyzing some stuff. I wouldn't say, um, you know, I'm not like a super fan, so I'm not going to analyze it. I just think it's fun. I love when there's some live action adaptations and you know, I, I love the actors that that they chose, but um, I can understand being nervous about, you know, your favorite, you know, animes being ruined. Like, like that live action Avatar The Last Airbender. That thing, like, should just never, like, nobody should ever watch that. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> That's me being nice about it. So I can understand when, you know, diehard fans have that, that worry because there's some really bad adaptations. Okay, what's yours? Yeah, so um, it seems like there was a issue with the intro of the live action because it wasn't almost exactly to the T as the intro of the original. So, um, you know, around the internet, of course, you know, individuals are making comparisons of the intro and stuff like that. And a lot of individuals were really complaining about the intro of the upcoming uh, Cowboy Bebop. So I think it was perfect, as we see with a lot of stuff, when something new is about to come out, if there's an older version of it, they want to kind of like put that there to so you can get with the hype, as you mentioned, and then from there, you go into the new thing. I think it actually takes the sting away from the fact that the new intro is not the original. And at least the individuals who are familiar with the series, the one that they're getting ready to bring back on the 21st, can really enjoy that. And maybe that kind of takes the sting off a little bit as the intro that they're getting ready to not necessarily enjoy for the new Cowboy Bebop. So these are my random thoughts on that. Yeah, I, 
I see from both perspectives about really wanting to stick with the source material. And I think I I personally believe for me when there's a live, you know, live action that's coming out that, you know, I think the vibe and how the actors portray these characters is is a big part. Um, the stories being told, the way that we experience them is a big part. Um, I can sometimes let go of certain visual aspects because, you know, it's you can't just copy and paste the same exact thing. Like, you got to give, you know, actors... Um, you know, set um, designers, costume designers, some type of creative freedom. I know that uh, Faye Valentine, uh, they are really, really, really went ham and really went in on, you know, her, her, you know, her character design and what they're, how they clothe her and what she's wearing. And I'm like, Let's let's be a little bit real here. What she wore in the anime is that really, really realistic to have in the live action? Is it really necessary? Does it really take it away? And does the actress really need to wear that little clothing the entire time? But I understand people just like seeing like this is one of their characters that they really love and they don't they don't want her look to be changed. But I think the way that, you know, the that she's going to be portrayed is definitely a, a little bit more important to me. So. And plus the actress's name is Daniela Pan Panetta. I think that's how you say her last name. And it's not like we have a whole lot of actresses named Daniela. So I don't think she did anything wrong. <laughs> cool. So, um, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm not, I'm not going to nitpick at, at, at these things. I think experience it first. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's coming October 21st and I think that's all we have. Uh, final thoughts and then we'll, we'll close out. Um, ah, final thoughts. I just want to apologize again for my mishap and wor wording there. That was not my intention. Obviously, thank you. And I appreciate you, Andrew, for calling me out on that and correcting me. And I always want people to feel comfortable to be able to say that, you know, that you can reach out to me, whether it be publicly or, or privately, whatever it may be for correction, because I think being a good human being is a lifelong experience that you learn. You're not born a perfect human being. You aren't, you know, you don't know all these nuances and you don't know different ways based off of how you were brought up that certain things and the way that you portray them can be hurtful or harmful to somebody. Um, but again, that was never, you know, my personal intentions at all. So I apologize. And again, thank you, Andrew, for pointing that out. But yeah. uh, I didn't other want them to come after that, you. I mean, but go ahead. Huh? I didn't want them to you come know, after you. Go ahead. It, it doesn't matter if, if people come after me or or not. It's just I think, um, regardless if 
if even you just, you know, offend or hurt one person's feelings, that's one person too many, you know, and, and nobody really deserves that. Everybody wants to be heard and their different perspectives about how, how, you know, something makes them feel. Um, even if that person had no ill intent, whether it be me or somebody else, you don't know better and you don't learn and you don't improve unless someone tells you, someone, you know, teaches you or explains something to you. And I understand for some people that can be, that can be exhausting to have to do. Um, and I, I appreciate anybody who takes the time to, to tell me like, Hey, you did this. And that's kind of like, that's not okay. Or you said that, or, you know, your perspective and your views on this isn't super kosher. Um, I am the type of person that I will take the time. I will listen. I am not so good on the whole, like, you come at me attacking kind of thing, because then I'm just like, okay, this isn't a, this isn't a conversation we're having that this is just an attack and nobody really learns from that. Um, but I'm always, I'm always open to it. I'm always free for, for that. And I think, I, but me, I, I just think everybody should be in, in my perfect world. But that's, the world is imperfect. So you, you can just hope. <laughs> but other than that, I think for this week, um, oh man, next episode is going to be episode 600. 600. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I'm really, I'm really pumped about that. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of just taking it easy and chilling and going through, going through my day. I went to random personal life story. I went to uh, my dentist. I made, I, I, I started going to a new dentist. So it's my first like new patient, uh, I guess, appointment last week, Friday. And my dental hygienist. Uh, she's wearing Slytherin socks, and I was like, "I love your socks." And then we were talking, and like, I I don't know what it was. And then I got to the point, and I was like, oh, "I really want to ask if she can be my friend." Is that weird? I didn't ask her because like I was just overanalyzing this whole thing. And yeah, she got to this point. She she just moved here like a month ago from Utah. A whole she just wanted a whole completely new experience, and she's talking about comic books. We we're talking about Harry Potter. We we're talking about Star Wars. She's looking to getting into D&D. She's all this stuff. But I'm like, I want you to be my friend. But I don't know if you're allowed to say yes because I'm a patient. Um, I don't want to be really creepy like the Netflix series You where I stalk you to see like, you know, if I casually see you out somewhere, maybe we can be friends then and that's okay. I, I don't know. But all I know is like, please let me get you in my next appointment, which is in like three weeks. And then we can talk some more and maybe we can be friends because I don't know how to make friends. <laughs> that's where I'm at with my life right now. <laughs> Got it. And that's where we're going into this holiday season. Yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> looking for friends right now. So you're you're in a better position than I am right now. So that's cool. Um, one thing I wanted to mention before we before we go yeah, so I'm trying to figure out different ways to talk about crypto, but it can't be on here. So I think what I may explore is maybe different interviews, kind of conversations dedicated to those, um, you know, the future of finance, if you want to say that. 
which I think is important because I spend a lot of time talking about it on Clubhouse. So Yeah, um, you do. <laughs> I see those notifications still. A lot, a lot of time. A lot of times talking about it on Clubhouse. Uh, so, yeah, so that's all I wanted to add there. I'm trying to uh, think about different ways to do that. As I was mentioning before, the streaming stuff as well. I need to figure out a balance uh, for that uh, for me. So uh, that's it for episode 599. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. So, you know, next time we put up a new episode, we do appreciate you. Daniela, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I am. And I spend most of the time at twitter.com forward slash Miss DJM. And where can they find you, Andrew? They can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. I definitely have a multi-link in my Twitter. Definitely find me there. And guys, thank you for watching. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.